welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris, welcome back. Happy Monday. Back. Yeah, to you, sir. And uh, we've got a guest this week. We wanted to welcome Keith McDaniel to the show. Hey, Keith. Hi. It's nice to welcome be here. Aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, uh, thanks for... Uh, offering this uh, opportunity to me, a regular listener, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, so we are going to be talking about uh, today, Minute 85 of Star Trek II. Uh, Minute 85 starts with Kirk Kirk saying, best guess, Mr. Sulu, uh, and ends a minute later with the Enterprise torpedo bay exploding. Boom. Mm -hmm. Boom. so yeah, so best guess, Mr. Sulu. Um, this is probably my most quoted, or the the the, the Star Trek quote I use the most in real life. Really? Um, yeah, and I, I just uh, you know, I I work with a bunch of software developers, right? And uh, I'm frequently asking, well, how long is going to take to you know to build that thing or do that mm-hmm. thing? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm always best guess, Mr. Sulu. Just <laughs> so I use it all the time. It's one of my favorites. I feel like my most used is there she is. <laughs> really? Okay. So, uh, so what do we got? So we got the uh, Reliant through the view screen, pretty fuzzy. Um, and I think we talked about last week about we really have no idea when we're looking out the view screens how close anything is. Yeah, it's um, like yeah, there's no real. I mean, when they say on screen, I mean it's not like you know, like we were saying, like you're in a car and you're seeing them one car length in front of you. I mean, they could be. You know, hundreds of miles away. Not really, but I mean, they could be pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes um, they say something about like magnification um, right. or magnify, but you know, is it just like looking out a regular window? That's what I sometimes wonder about. Or yeah, or is it, or is it in this case where everything is, you know, because they're in a nebula and nothing's working, right? Uh, maybe the maybe they are seeing. Like a one actual to, like, size, like, like yeah, one to one sort of, you know, one foot, one, you know, it, yeah, it is sort of, right, right. Because I was thinking, you know, as as he's Kirk's telling Sulu best guess, like if he doesn't know, if he's not looking out a window, how does he really know, right, <laughs> which way to aim? You know what I mean? Yeah. Does um, he have a joystick or something? <laughs> yeah, I would love to know that how he's actually doing it. Well, he's definitely looking at the screen. So if we look at, you know, what Kirk says, best guess, Mr. Sulu, um, he's definitely, you know, he's got his hands on the phaser control and he is looking out the view screen and he's sort of just winging it. And as you can see, like the Enterprise actually shifts and I believe that affects his his shot, which is why it comes off, I think, wide left a little bit. Yeah. That was all the times Of all the times he's, you know you know, going to fire something and then they get turbulence right there. It's because it seems like it's been pretty calm most of the time. Right. Um, and that was, I, that was a question I had is like, you know, you know, obviously like, Oh, bad timing. Right. As far as this turbulence or whatever it was. Um, but I was wondering, so what was it that, why did he miss? Was it because he fired too soon because of the turbulence or did the turbulence, you know, just shift the enterprise enough that it, it, uh, it caused him to miss. I think I think it could have been a combination of you know the different factors. The turbulence, his hand slipped, you know, because obviously he has to aim the phasers in some sort of way. So he's got to do a manual, 
you know, like he said, is it, does he has a joystick or whatever? You know, maybe maybe there's some sort of control there that he has to, you know, like your car rearview mirror, like you push the little thing side to side to to move your rearview mirror outside, and he's got one of those, and maybe he just it shifted enough that he pushed left too much, and you know, sort of veered up, veered his aim off. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the almost like the console like went up high, like it jumped to his hand. Yeah forcing him like the fire too quick right yeah right gave him away didn't it <laughs> yeah and uh, i um so yeah we get that really great shot the exterior shot right so lots of stuff going on there um you know all the cool special effects of the nebula looks awesome and then just all of these phaser shots that just whiz by the reliant it's right. an awesome <laughs> awesome effect shot yeah um, the sound design so- is pretty cool too Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Are we going to agree that the, none of these phaser shots hit? They all miss. No, but it certainly say, creates a phaser wake. I would say. Yes. Well, that's where that's where I'm going. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Clearly, they're close enough that it creates some sort of force because they feel it and the bridge of the Reliance. So, is it phaser wake? It is definitely. Sorry, I hope I didn't steal your thunder there. No, no, that's okay. I that's you knew exactly where I was going, though. Yeah, I uh, I had I had the question too. Like, wow, the you know the the Reliant Bridge is pretty sh- shook up for a miss. And um, my my note was, I guess the shields are you know we take them for granted. You know, they, they're such a staple in in Star Trek and everything. And I guess that if they're not on, you know, they they get rocked and rolled all over the place, no matter what's going on. Yeah, maybe. So that's my that was my well the shields are down so that's why everyone's getting tossed around. But it's but I mean it's it's of such a degree that I mean Khan literally loses his feet that he's got to hang on to the control panel to keep himself from going down. That's a lot of force. Yeah. yeah. Some guys in the background hanging on too. Well, he has a. If you notice the guy in the back right, he has an extreme delayed reaction because he's sitting down. He turns around and then does his. Oh, we're shaking here. <laughs> oh, those henchmen! I love the henchmen. Uh, so, do we like uh, do we like Khan's response? No, I do. I do a lot with fist. Me- immediate, <laughs> yeah. Aft torpedoes, fire. He assesses the situation pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, so, which which is a great thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna move into. How does he know the direction to which the phasers came from? Mm-hmm. There's no displays aren't working. I'm assuming that their display is facing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, sensors are inoperative. So, does he see the the phasers sort of flying by? Like that's how he knows that the direction that they're in. Like, because otherwise, how would you know? Yeah, I agree. Because it could be, you know, they could be like, you know, they could be above them, perpendicular. Oh, above them? Sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's a he good does point. take a, yeah, um, he does take as he as he rocks on the console. He looks like he looks at the view screen for like a moment. Right. You think that's what that's what gives him? Maybe he sees the phaser blast shooting by, passing by them, so he yeah. knows where they are. You that's know, possible. Um, Maybe it's kind of like when you're in a boat, like you sort of feel like like something like pushing you a little bit in a certain direction. Maybe there's something kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Good point. He, mm. he, maybe they could feel it coming in from behind kind of thing, like the ship rocked forward first. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's smart. Yeah, yeah. He's smart. Well, this goes back to my whole theory of photon and phaser wake. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the, the shot, the, the Reliant fires, um, I love this photon shot because it is so bad as far as, you know, targeting. Cause it's, uh, my note was, this is like, I fired yeah. the photon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still, it, it fits totally right. Cause it, 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 the bridge just got rocked. Uh, Khan just yells out, fire the torpedoes. I just picture his henchman, just, just all he's doing is just hitting the button. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't even bothering to aim. And so this thing just goes totally wild, not even close to the enterprise. Yeah, the Enterprise is already moving off, too. You can see it's like a side view shot, you know, kind of far away. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Oh, look at that. that. I didn't even that, notice that. That's a great point. Like, the Enterprise obviously has lost any sense of where Reliant is, and it is going in a completely different direction now. So I, I, I like how it's playing with the sort of the geometry, the 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 way that they're sort of moving around in the nebula like it's definitely you can't see anything there's no sensors so they are like they don't know where to go i mean reliant may be sort of on a curving arc and enterprise is going a completely different way which i i like how this shot is set up yeah keith that's a good eye i've never noticed that before well, I, um, I feel like, um, you know, Sudo kind of missed his opportunity. So he, maybe they're just like, okay, forget it. And let's move on. Let's get her. We gave ourselves away. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's probably like, you take your shot and then you just bank away, right? Just because mm-hmm. you don't want to, you've given yourself away as far as where you are. So maybe it's immediately just get out of the way and right. come back around. Yeah, that's look at this cool. Aurora too. I mean, it's like the most intense. If you like scrub, it just like over the video it just yeah. just intense it's a bit much don't you think <laughs> yeah <laughs> it almost makes me think of uh the end of raiders of the lost ark where the spirits are sort of flying around <laughs> yeah bringing up our indiana jones minute boys mm-hmm. sure they'd have something to say here right that just waiting for sense. a scary face yeah. to uh yeah <laughs> uh, so what do we got then we cut back into the bridge of the Enterprise, just watching static. static. Again, the static stresses me out. I find myself squinting the whole time and wondering why, when they cut to everybody looking at the view screen, why they're not squinting. Well, I think what I think what makes me nervous here is Kirk looks so nervous. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. we it's had our slight. shot, we came in, we came around, we had them in our sights. You know, damn you, Sulu, you had your shot, and... Now I'm like, where are they? Damn you, Sulu. You know he's saying it. You know he's thinking it. Right. <laughs> uh, so hold your course, whatever that might be. I'm not quite sure what uh, what Sulu is actually doing, if he's, you know, banking around or going in a straight line or what. Right. Um, but uh, so what do you guys think of this next shot? So this, this is going to – so I like the first part of the minute, and I like the latter part of this minute. Now we're going to get into about mm, 10 to 15 seconds of the minute. What is going on here? We are... I love that they, they are really playing with the effects and the lighting in this nebula, but this is just weird. Okay. With the with They're going into that extreme bright light, and then you, you see the scene 
which I think you brought up, Chris, where they're sort of just – they're all sitting there. No one is doing a thing but <laughs> looking at the view screen. Like that just yeah. looks so out of place, uh, specifically from three seconds ago when – Kirk is looking nervous, David's there, and, you know, the, the cadet, who usually stands around and does nothing, is actually doing something. I just feel like that shot is so incongruous to the scene that no one is, they're all just standing there looking, like, waiting for something to happen. It's like, how ill, you're in a battle, how ill-prepared are you to just stand there? I totally agree. I, I have a theory about this. Oh, you, you agree, Keith? Uh, yes, and I think some time has passed, too. I think there, this are... I think time has passed and we're just kind of been waiting for a while. It hasn't really been like, you know, 15 seconds since, you know, Sulu's shot. Right. Right. They could be stressing out. This could be half an hour later for all we know, right? True. And we've made mention of, you know, time. We don't really, time is not linear as we believe. Um, But I will say that Cadet, who normally does nothing, who's not even looking at the view screen, he's actually looking over at Spock. He's the only one actually not looking at the view screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right. So you ready to hear my theory about these seconds that you are not digging? Maybe. So the shot of the Enterprise <clears throat> with, with the lights in front of it, yes. the, this always makes me think of Poltergeist. Ah, that's a good the thought. The original. Right? And uh, I think it's just from when, the, you know, every time uh, I forget the little girl's name, but she's looking at the TV, right? And you get mm-hmm. these really strobey type effects and um you, you know you can't see the light source here but it's clearly right in front of the enterprise um so that's my first thing right poltergeist the next shot of the bridge stop for a second <clears throat> and remember the end of close encounters of the third kind when they're all standing there and watching staring at the mothership and not doing anything true yep both of those movies produced and or directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes. I think this is Nicholas Meyer doing an homage to Steven Spielberg. You That's think so? my theory. Because <laughs> this bridge shot is, all they could have done to add to this would have been like pushed in real close to someone's face, you know, just having that look of awe on their face, just like, oh, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Someone take a step forward. Yes, yes, someone take a step forward. It would have been perfect Spielberg. So yeah, I was thinking theory. it looks like um, a holiday portrait. Like everyone is perfectly sort of positioned, <laughs> looking at the camera, doing nothing. <laughs> doing, doing nothing. That's true. This could have been a. This could have been just a production still, right? Well, that would that Nick. would that would lay into Jonathan Carlyle's whole thing about his Christmas theories that he says he sees in a lot of the scenes. Like this, this would be perfect. Happy holidays, Enterprise crew. <laughs> yeah, look at Cadet Croy. He's just standing up there. He's got his arms yeah. folded in front of him like he's just, you know, casually hanging out. They're not, you know, fighting for their lives. That's what I mean. Like, that's, I, that's why I feel like this is so incongruous to, like, they're all, yeah, they're fighting for their lives there. I, I just don't, it just makes me, it makes me think what happens next is their own fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's their own fault. Well, they're clearly right, not well, ready. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so you're talking about what next is the next shot? Where now, where we see from the exterior, we see the Reliant, uh, also backlit by that uh, strobe light or whatever it might be. Yes, which I again, yeah. I don't, I don't like. Whoa, you don't like? What don't you uh, like? Yeah, is, does it look cool? Sure, I just don't like 
I just don't like it. I just I can't explain it. It just to me looks very. You don't need it. I, I feel like you just don't need it. You have such great visuals going on already with a lot of the you know the gaseous nab- nebula and the the the. You just don't need it. <laughs> I can't explain it. We need um, we need Mitch and John to explain it because it just for me it just does not work. I have sort of a little theory here. Um, some of it's in universe. Some of it's almost uh, cinematic. Um, I guess number one, like what what exactly is all this flashing? Is it like some kind of cluster of electricity? Like, the, is it the center of the nebula? Um, you know, and they're just this is just coming at them. Um, you know, uh, we can sort of see in the next few seconds, though, that with this flash, it creates a a very strong visual profile of the Reliant when right. we really need it on the screen. Yes. Um, yep. So there's maybe that there's a little bit of, uh, well, one, I don't know where they are, or why this is happening in a galactic sense, I guess. Um but uh, certainly for the next few seconds, it, it's very important. But also, right. um, I was thinking, cinematically, isn't this kind of giving away the inevitable confrontation that we're about to get into? I mean, it's, it's this exterior shot, and it's like, oh my god, they're right in front of them, and they don't know it, but we know it. Um, right. So I just, I Keith, think. that was a question. That's a question I had was is it does take, you know, like two seconds from now, it takes a little bit of the the, the edge off. Um, and my question I wrote down is, it, are we supposed to, as the audience, are we supposed to be freaking out right now at this point, <laughs> seeing what we're seeing? Because um, it's hard to tell. They're not really moving that quickly. Right. Um, and, and actually, I can't really tell who's moving, if it's the Enterprise that's moving or if it's Reliant that's moving. Uh, well, they're both moving because if you actually look at the Enterprise, the Enterprise is actually going up. It's actually raising. It's as it's moving forward. It's actually going up. Okay. And I believe the Reliant is also moving forward, but I think it's moving more on a, you know, horizontal, you know, line. Oh, I just thought of one more thing. Um, if you go back to that second where they're um, all standing quietly, there's. I don't think there's any music in the background, but you do hear this pinging, which is definitely a submarine reference. Right. Oh yeah. So yes. So as we go along with the minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward a little bit past the original. So I know that you know they they see the they finally see the reliant, but I'm gonna focus. I want to stay on the on the the nebula core if we're gonna call it that or whatever. As we go into, I think it's like almost fifty one, fifty two seconds in, it completely disappears. So that light that is shining behind the Reliant just dissipates. It is gone. So is it, to your point, Keith, is it a some sort of nebula center? Is it a electrical storm that just sort of pops up? Like, we see these things going on in the nebula from time to time. Is it one of those? I just... I think they could have done, created more tension in a different way. I, I feel like this is just sort of a... I don't want to say a cheap visual effect to give us sort of 
a dramatic, you know, we, yeah, as we, the audience, like you said, Chris, we're seeing them come together. So we're all, you know, hands are on the seat, like, oh my God, they're going to, the enterprise doesn't know they're right in front of them. You know, I, I, I get the tension building, but I feel like they could have done it just in a better way because then it, the effect completely disappears and you're like, what, where to go? Right. You're right. Where are you seeing it disappear when they go, when they cut to the view screen or before they so, cut inside? So as soon as you see the Reliant fire, it disappears. It's at second 52, 53, completely disappears. Because oh, we have a head. Yeah, that's why I said like after jumping ahead a little bit when the when the reliant fires, we gotcha. see that we see that sort of nebula core storm thing whatever, it it completely disappears. Well, maybe it's a uh, maybe it was a. I liked I like Keith's idea that maybe it's the core of the nebula, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just an unusually large amount of static discharge. Right. right? Maybe even the ships, you know, throwing phasers and photon torpedoes all around inside this thing is just causing it to light up more than it normally does. And then maybe, it's, you know, it fades away. Uh, frankly, I completely forgot about it because the the scene completely changes. Well, yeah, that's – and I think that's why I think that it's more of like it's, it's, it's visual trickery on the part of the, you know, the production team rather than an actual – you know, because, yeah, now you get into the scene where, you know, they suddenly see the music, you know, comes up, you know, which is fantastic. And Kirk's like, I've ate to starboard. And then, you know, we, we're completely back into the action. So, yeah, of course, your mind is like completely forgets all about where that light came from. But I think we suffer sometimes when we go through these things minute by minute. We, <laughs> we nitpick at the things that we see and we notice. And this is one of the things that I've seen that I never truly liked in the movie. And now that I see it in this format, I kind of am like, I don't like it even more. Well, Dave, I can understand you feeling that way, but it's not going to ruin the minute for me. Because oh, I'm, not this moment... to, I'm not trying to ruin the minute. And I even said that the beginning of the minute is great. I think the end of the minute is great. I think it's just those 10 seconds that just don't do it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm so... allowed to, to not like certain parts. I don't think we set that as part of the rules. I think we had to love every moment. <laughs> so so can we talk about the the reveal? Yes. Yes. So the Reliant just shows up on the view screen and we get the music comes up and Kirk just spins in his chair, a base of starboard. Well, I love my Sulu. favorite scene. I, I, I love Sulu's my... eyes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he sees it too. He's like, Oh, this is my favorite scene in the movie. This is my favorite minute in the movie. Wow. Oh, really? Because of this shot. Um, and I, his reaction, Kirk's reaction of spinning in the chair and yelling evasive starboard um, is so like real to me uh, because I think that's something we all do. Like, have you ever played a video game, you know, like <laughs> a driving game or a flying game where you're trying to, you know, you're trying to turn a corner and you end up just not only you know, moving the joystick, joystick, but moving the whole controller off to the right too, just to try and make yourself turn a little bit more. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. That's exactly, that's yep. exactly what he's doing here. He's like, turn, turn, turn. And he's, he's turning in starboard, uh, which is the same direction the ship will turn. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just a, um, and I, I would love to know, you know, was this Shatner doing this? Was it the, was it Nicholas Meyer directing him? Like, look, you gotta, you gotta, you know, pull to the right, you know, um, just like you're trying to turn the whole ship yourself. Um, it's a great reaction. I love it. 
Yeah. The static on the screen being completely covered and then the the millisecond that you see that silhouette of the reliant, the music just swells up and it's just it just takes yes. over. It's instant. Really good. Yeah, it's not even you do you get a full shot, you just you just see the silhouette, which is great. It's just that instantaneous like, uh oh, we're in trouble. And of course, they're all standing around looking. So even the cadet in the back is looking, and he's got to turn around quick. So, I mean, David. yes, and David's like, "Where? Well, hold on." <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I'm just watching it on a loop as you guys are talking because it's so much fun. Um, so you get, so you see the Enterprise. Star- oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say, yeah, you see the Enterprise sort of. It's it's starting to you know evade to starboard, and then you just see that great shot of the Reliant with the two phaser banks on either side, just lighten it up, lighten it up. My question is, how evasive can these ships be? You know, I know we've we compared them to you know uh, uh, you know battleships on the ocean, right? Those things don't turn fast, and these things can't be that fast either, right? We don't we never see them spin on a dime. Well, they're not they're also not moving fast, so their inertia is not great. So it's not like they can take a, you know, really sharp turn or a fast turn, if you will. I think that yeah, they're they're probably doing like one quarter impulse or something really slow. And so yeah, as we see when the when the phasers start to hit the, you know, the torpedo bay, I mean, it is literally just sort of almost spinning on its, you know, on its axis and just sort of turning. Right. I mean, it's, which is why it, Reliant gets such a great shot off because Kirk basically exposes the long side of the, of the ship. If the phasers were any lower, he would have ripped the bottom half of the ship wide open. Hmm. I was thinking that um, he's actually making it easier for Reliant to shoot it. By turning it on the <laughs> side, you know, if he were to just stay straight, he'd actually have like a smaller profile to shoot at. And, you know, we we're talking about distance, like how does, you know, as slow as they're moving, and as slow as they're turning, like Reliant is coming in. Like, how do they not plow into them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this little phaser that misses. It kind of just goes off into the distance. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Keith, I love that. Isn't that a great touch? Like, again, that's another, I don't know who you who you give credit to for, for thinking of that, because you could have very, very easily just had both phasers, you know, slamming into the side of the Enterprise and just having one just miss it is just a, a really nice touch. Yeah, I think it. I think it's on par with the beginning of the minute, you know, where Sulu misses. Like, you could have easily set it up so that he could have hit, you know, part of the Reliant, but he completely misses. And I think it's those small little touches that make this minute really good. Like it shows, it shows how debilitating the nebula is making both sides. Right. So yeah. So I so Enterprise can't catch it. Break. It's getting opened up again on that side. Yep. Um, and I gotta say, I, I really like. So there's, I, I got a lot to say about this now coming up. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I think there's a. This has got a great. This is great, right? The. Uh, the continuity is really well done. I think Dave, you already said it. They're they're hitting the phasers are you know hitting right alongside the torpedo bay, um, and uh, and then when they cut to the inside and you see the the first explosion in, inside, it's in the torpedo bay. Yeah. So we actually see the guys kind of walking around inside the you know right alongside the little track that the torpedoes go down. Yep. Uh, before everything explodes, um, 
Which I they like. Do great job. I like when they when they showing the phasers, like sort of the close up on the torpedo bay. You can still see it like red inside, yes. like from the molten, like the metal is like still so hot. Yeah. Yep. And then and then it, when it hits the mm-hmm. oh, go ahead, Keith. The, it hits that airlock, and which is I, I guess a structural weak point on the Enterprise, and it just plows inside there. And my God, it's brutal. Boom. Yeah, that's. That's what I would expect to see. Like when you when you hit a point, like it boom, just blows up. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, you know what I'd love to see if you see like you know someone go flying out the door. <laughs> but we've seen them do that now, right? We've seen it in the reboots where you have you know crewmen getting sucked out holes and stuff. And right. It's like, yeah. oh, it's been done, but it's it's definitely something you're like, oh, that'd be that'd be a nice touch here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really like that set on fire i mean yeah. I, I think that's real flame in that oh yeah it you know it doesn't look like a composite or anything but i mean that set is toasted and uh that guy screaming he goes down yeah he's in a <laughs> he's in a pool of flame right there um i you know it's funny you say that you mentioned the scream because i had a note too like oh yeah the crewman yells but it's not a wilhelm scream Mm-mm. and uh do they have any? Do they use the Wilhelm scream? You know in what? I was Trek I, movies. I, I had been thinking of that. Like I was watching a TV show the other night, and I heard it, and I was like, "Hmm, we've never brought that up. Like we've never actually brought up the Wilhelm scream." And I'm like, "I don't know." The only place I could really think of it is either during the Kobayashi Maru or during the initial attack, because I feel like those are the only two places that we would see someone go flying or. Yeah, we're gonna have to be on the lookout for it. I think um, to see if it, if, yeah. if it gets used in any of these movies. So it's not restricted to just Star Wars films. I mean, it's used in all kinds oh, of. It's, it's in everything. It's in Pixar. It's in yeah. All right. So here's where here's I need to talk about this explosion in the torpedo bay. So I'm gonna nerd out a bit. <laughs> the all you the stage <laughs> is friend. all yours. All right. So. Uh, the phasers uh, going along the torpedo bay. We know that we know that because we, we see the outside of the ship. It's right where the torpedoes come out of the ship. Right, uh, it hits the airlock, um, which we know uh, the airlock. Uh, that's where the shuttlecraft docks. Um, I had to go back and look because there are two docks on the side of the Enterprise. And when you know Kirk originally arrives at the Enterprise, I always thought he docked uh, further down. Yeah. Um, down by you know uh, along the main body um yeah i remember us talking about this like we had right. yeah we did have a discussion about this yeah but but it but it can't be because uh, they must dock here at this airlock because when they get off of the shuttle they're in the torpedo bay they're right. in torpedo bay two um and this is when they originally arrive so that's where i was like wow this is a really good just a really well done um as far as you know the continuity they're they're mapping the exterior of the ship to the interior set and blowing everything up so i was pretty excited about it right uh, but because i was poking around i went back back to some earlier minutes just to double check and then i went ahead and uh the the bad news is this torpedo bay that's getting shot up right now yes is is the one that we see later in the film <laughs> is it really yeah <laughs> Well, it's it it has to be. Well, it has to be because the markings inside match the markings of when Kirk arrived. So it's supposed to be the same torpedo bay, but this torpedo bay obviously just got torched. Right. Yes. Hmm. So it was 
I was really excited about the continuity, continuity, how it all worked up to this point. We'll be rolling our eyes and being sad later when we see the torpedo bay again. <laughs> so I was like, oh. Well, I guess we will have to save that for later minutes. Yes. So anyway, but it was fun, fun doing the mapping until I got to that point. I'm like, oh, man, I found a flaw. <laughs> so uh, that was all the the notes I had for this minute. Do you guys have any others? Nope, I'm good. No, I think that's about it. All right. So, yeah, this is, again, my favorite minute. Love it. Invasive Starboard. Oh, I think, it's a, I, I think it's a great minute. There's just a couple of seconds in there that I could do without. Dave, I'm trying to get you to say it's your favorite minute. <laughs> it is not. But I will say Aveda Starboard is one of my favorite moments. I will say okay. that. I will give you All right, that. then, then I, will, I'm, I will happily stop now. Um, um, I just right. thought of something. Um, yeah. I mean, would, hey. you, would you ever see this much kind of carnage in a Star Wars movie? You mean like oh. the fire and the explosion? and Yeah. I think that's what kind of makes Star Trek different from Star Wars in in that it it, it feels more visceral and real, while Star Wars is kind of fun and fantasy. Of course, they would always say that, but um, there's just something more realistic and scary, and that's why I can't really let my kids watch this yet. Well, you know, I, I, I sort of agree, but I mean, I think some of the scenes where you see people blowing up in their X-Wings is a little, <laughs> I mean, you, the, yeah, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty gruesome. Huh. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about, I was, I was, I was, Keith, I was going to agree with you. Yeah. There's pretty, there, there's, you know, you see like X-Wings. Well, I was, I was thinking, Dave, you know, the X-Wings that you just see exploding in space. Right? Yes. But I think you know, there's, wow. a, there's a lot of the scenes where you definitely, I mean, Biggs is yeah. a great example. I mean, you see him, you know, he's, yeah, you feel for him. Get, yeah. Yeah. They always kind of like slouch forward and then the yeah. fireball consumes them and like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I know where you're coming from, Keith. It does seem a little. Seems a little different. different. Yes. Oh, Peter Preston getting all burned up, right? Oh, yeah. That's pretty gruesome. Um, I have, I have one more thing, guys. Uh, as I was as I was scrubbing back and forth, uh, when the first explosion lights up, it's really hard to see. Uh, I think the, there's four people in the torpedo bay. Yes, there there's, are. There's two guys walking, but there's two guys sitting way up in the front. Yep. And there's a yeah. There's a guy up to the left, and then there's two guys in the front. Yes. Yeah. The guy, the two guys in the front. I think they're mannequins. Really. If you, I don't know if you could see it. It's it, you might have to do it uh, offline or something. But if you if you kind of scrub through when the explosion first first starts, it lights up the room. <laughs> I think if so. You see the guy, the on guy the right. sitting on the right. Well, yeah. like, wait a minute, he, that's not a normal. It it looks fake, right? Uh, <laughs> like a, the drawbacks to the minute, the minute format. <laughs> I know this one's this one's terrible, and now I'm always going to see that. <laughs> mm. Uh, all right. Well, then, with that, guys, you want to wrap this one up, and we can uh, reset and get ready for Wednesday? Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Well, then, folks, um, I'm going to invite, uh, invite you all to find us online. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. We're at WOK Minute on Twitter. We're at Wrath of Con Minute on Instagram. And on Facebook, we're at the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation, where you can uh, uh, join Keith and other listeners talking about um, Wrath of Con and just Star Trek stuff in general. Um 
You can also send us an email if you'd like, uh, old-fashioned email at podcast at rathaconminute.com. And uh, we're going to be back here again on Wednesday with Minute 86 of Star Trek II here at the Rathacon Minute.